It is views and news till 12 with me, Clarence, on this gorgeous Tuesday. Can't wait to go and suck up the sun, Barbara. Yeah. It's a little bit warmer. It is. It's going to be a nice day. Barbara Friedman with us. It's uh, Barb's Wire. She's taking a look at the things trending. I'm going to close my ears. You can go ahead. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the first story we're discussing is the strong reaction on social media to Julius Malema. Singing. Will you tell me when you finish? And I'm going to unclog my I'm ears. so sorry. So, yes, he sang the song, the, the the struggle song, Kill the Boer, on the weekend at the EFF birthday rally. And there has been strong media, rea- social media reaction to this. I thought, let's play the clip so we can all hear what actually went down. <laughs> Kill the poor, the farmer. Kill the poor, the farmer. How does that make you feel? You know, we know the Equality Court actually found in 2022 that this didn't constitute hate speech. And um, there was obviously there's a whole context to this cry. But I mean, all these years later, I think, yeah, how does it come across? Um, I see globally, internationally, it has had some traction. Even Elon Musk has actually tweeted about it and um, and actually said, you know, this shocking video, et cetera, et cetera. He says, you know, he tags um, at Sol Ramaphosa. He says they're openly pushing for genocide of white people in South Africa. At Sol Ramaphosa, why do you say nothing? Elon Musk tweeted that out. And people responded saying, I booked a trip to South Africa. Thanks, Elon. I'm going to cancel it. I'm just asking, like, what is... I'd, I'm not giving a strong view here, <laughs> the way. I just, I don't know. I just think, you know, all these years later... It's such a populist message. It's such a populist rallying cry. And that is why he does it. Clarence isn't commenting. <laughs> okay. Should we just leave it at that? Now we're going to talk about um, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, another controversial one. I mean, when I saw Pee Wee Herman had died, you know, I do have this vague, like, picture in my head. It's very American of that funny little kind of clown-like man, the caricature of Pee Wee -wee Herman uh, that Paul Rubens, who is the actor, portrayed for many years with a little bow tie and a sort of very old-fashioned, almost 1950s suit. And he had a very, very popular TV show in the 1980s in America um, aimed at children, extremely popular. He's had huge... um, uh, responses to his death. He died of cancer. It was reported yesterday at the age of 70. But I mean, he was dogged by also some very controversial um, stories. He was accused of masturbating in a movie theater years ago. Um, that was eventually dropped to a lesser charge, um, I think, of exposing himself. And he was also charged with pornography and uh, that was dropped or or brought down to a lesser charge and despite that and at the time his show was pulled off CBS Toys R Us removed his toys from their shelves but his loyal fans stood by him they rallied around his him and his show and supporting him but the damage was done and he did step back a bit from the spotlight after that and lived out his life 
But I just find the story so interesting because he was literally an icon of sort of family values in America and this... You know, he did, he was a clown, and I always find him a bit creepy. <laughs> and when I picture him, I always think he's got quite a, I don't know, there's something a bit sort of creepy about his whole persona that he put on. Yeah, there was something creepy about it. And him. I'm being honest, I'm speaking just as my own opinion. Like, I wasn't entirely surprised when I saw those allegations at the time against him. I was like, yeah, here we go yeah. again. You know, like Rolf Harris, yeah. who was the child, the star of the children's entertainment industry yeah. Australian I, I mean how did that turn out that well was he like, was oh. convicted of paedophilia and, uh, and that other funny man that I loved so he, much what's he, his name Benson what's it, was uh, it Benson um, um, that one yeah I mean that one, that fatherly figure I know, man. But you've, you've just, you've, oh, it's all gone out of our heads Clarence you whoosh take a stand FFS, what does FFS stand for FFSEC Bleep bleep sex. For bleep bleep sex. I I will be a wuss. I will be a wuss. That man has got a 10% following. That man that you want me to take a stand. A 10% following. That man. I voted for the EFF once upon a time because I thought they're the only party that can take power from the ANC. And the problem is the EFF is going to be in ascension if they say those things. And if we play those things, then it's going to benefit them. So I won't take a stand. I'll take a stand on issues. I've said well done to the EFF for being hard on their members that did not uh, rally the troops. Uh, but I will not play that particular snippet uh, because he's, he's irrelevant. He's a 10%. Uh, our, our challenge is the government that's not delivering to the poor. And populists are going to be in there'll ascension be because room. of that vacuum. There'll always be a 10%. There'll always be a 10% market for that, though, I believe, in yeah. a country. As, as there is probably a sort of 5 So why must he get 90% market? of the media? Who's the wuss? No, I mean I don't. I do agree that. What is a wuss anyway? But he. But you know the thing is, it has been shared on social media far and wide, so it is getting attention. So do we comment on it, or do we just go, let's not comment on it? I'm not saying he should be covered on 24-hour news channels all day in a way that no other party is. But the fact of the matter is, if nobody comments on what he's doing, then he's not challenged. Yeah, let him talk to his 10 percent. Okay. You and I, by talking about it, makes him talk to more than his 10%. However, I do feel because it's shared so widely and it has now got global traction, I think it does. It's fear-based politics. But then we've got to put it into context. But then we need to say that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they don't care about context. It's no. The, and, I mean, that's powerful. He's an orator of note. Which is where it harks back to other leaders in on the you know in the world who were orators of note with a message that was not great, yeah. and yet they rose to power. I just think you know, do we underestimate him at our peril or don't we? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I know that you feel strongly about that. That's great. As long as we are not dealing with inequality and poverty in this country, populists are mm. going to be in ascension. And I think John summed it up yesterday. He did. He does. Yeah. John said that the EFF directly or correctly diagnoses the issues in this yes, country. That's a very uh, good but point. But their script is yes. is going to kill it. Kill all of us, and and also the offers and pro- the the false promises they make for when they get into power. I mean, it's lovely to, as I said, I said yesterday, free vacuum. education. How are you going to do that at the moment in this country? And it's in that vacuum of ANC non-delivery. I agree. Where these and things come. And that's what's giving them yeah. the that power. Yes. 
Let's talk about Twitter. I know that's another like yawn subject. It's a happy conversation after all of that. Well, it's. Yeah. I, I caught my eye because I think it's quite amusing that it's been trending for days, and that is hashtag cats of X. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because cats videos and cat photos are probably the most popular content on social media. And I know for those people that don't love cats, they're like, I don't understand this. But literally those videos, are they get millions of views. And so, you know, people always tag their cats or their dogs you know, hashtag cats of Instagram, cats of Twitter, hashtag dogs of Twitter. So this sort of slightly tongue-in-cheek hashtag that's emerged is hashtag cats of X because that's what we're going to have to call it now. And this is in the light of, as we've discussed a few times over the last week and a half, every day you see Elon Musk's Twitter become more, you know, it's now called X. And They've also changed the signs on their building in San Francisco, which has caused a whole lot of drama with the mayor there. But I think, interestingly, I read an article on Bloomberg, which is talking about Twitter turning into X is killing billions in brand value. And I know there have been people who listened to this segment and phoned in and said that I'm talking nonsense and Elon Musk is the answer to everything and and I'm just I'm, I've no understanding of this, but it's interesting looking at this article and these brand analysts saying how many billions of dollars of value has been wiped out from this change in branding. That you know, it's one of those things which has become so intertwined with everyday conversation, as they say in the article, that they've become verbs. You know, when you've got a brand that goes, he tweeted. Yeah, it's which, strong. It's very strong. And I mean, it, when you say he tweeted, you're not even only talking about Twitter. You're almost saying that celebrity or that person said publicly, you know, it becomes, it becomes such a strong brand. Yeah. And I thought that this particular article on Bloomberg was raised a lot of very interesting points about branding and about why, um, this is, this is really not a good move for, for X. Well, David reminded me, because we, we didn't need the brand strategist to say this is maybe not good. You and I were saying that. No, I know. And then David said, hold on, take a step back. This is a visionary. And we know he is a visionary. He's created electric cars and, no, and selling mean, them. Maybe I X must. will become, exactly. X will become bigger than anything we've ever seen. I, I think differently, but I'm taking that step back. I want to see, is it a game or is it just these whims that are playing out from Can I say back? one last thing which I find quite amusing, but I don't have the article in front of me, is he, um, he has apparently, and I've been told this from an article, but I haven't got it in front of me. He was complaining to his t- sort of developing staff that one of his tweets hadn't done so well, his exes. I don't know what we call them anymore. And so he said, please fix it. So they went and they fixed the algorithm, allegedly. So now I know when I click on Twitter... I literally see all of Elon Musk's tweets. Are you following him? I do follow him. But I never used to see every single tweet of his. And if that's the case, and I'm just saying this allegedly, if that is the case, that he has falsely adjusted the algorithm so that everyone who's on Twitter, on X, sorry, on X, formerly known as Twitter, is seeing his tweets, then you are not, that is not accurate. Because then you're faking the algorithm. I mean, I know maybe this is not important, but again, as soon as you start messing with that, then it is not an accurate representation. It has become skewed. And it's like he is so, you know, he wants to be so powerful that he needs to make sure that everyone on X is seeing what he has to say. That, to me, speaks of some kind of personality. Yeah. Yeah, you and I'm feeling that as well.
but I think Dave's point was was yeah, made. You know, and that doesn't mean that he won't that he won't do brilliantly. And it doesn't mean we're going to reserve our judgment on him for forever. I we'll give him another week. And I might still <laughs> feel what I do about him. There we go, Barbara <laughs> Friedman, Bob's way on a Tuesday. And I know, I know, you want to go there, but just remember when we. When we talk about it, it's dominated the media disproportionately with the size of this particular party. Um, and I think that's the game that he plays. And he, he's very astute at playing it, I have no doubt. And he knows what buttons to, to press. He knows you. He knows how to get you to talk about it, chat about it on your social media pages and, and in the media. And that's um, what he wants. And that's how he's going to fry, find traction, um, absolutely not commensurate with the support that he enjoys, 10% of the voting public. And that is but a fraction of those who are eligible to vote. It is disproportionate with the size of his constituency, the media that he gets. Um, and be mindful of that.